Geordie chat with poops and two Games at home and away Story stats and history About football in Australia Welcome to Kick to Kick is Backwards and Coming Forwards It's uh, Charlie and Tim here to talk about round five Gather round Yes, and Timmy, you are talking to us live from the end of Gather Round. From Adelaide, I am. Yes, that's why we're, uh, we're on Zoom, so the audio is probably a little bit off compared to what it usually is. And can I just say, obviously, none of you listening can see, but Tim is wearing an extremely dapper, uh, what would you call that? Sun bucket smart hat. It's a bucket, bucket hat. hat uh, with the Gather Round logo on the front and all of the team's uh yeah, emblems, there's like, I guess. Yeah, there's flags, there's emblems, there's like hot air balloons. There's different colours. It is fantastic. And I've also heard that he has the mat- matching shirt, and I've seen the photos, and I'll tell you what, it is a look. Yeah, you know, it's you a know, real it is. look. Mm. I'm, I'm hoping to see a few. I'm, I'm imagining a few people were getting around in that get up for gather round. Timmy, you weren't the only one. No, there was quite. A, there was a few, but not not a lot were uh, brave enough to get the shirt like I was. No, I'm not surprised. You are a, you are a brave man when it comes. It was to a, that it was a day two purchase. I I got the hat day one. I'm like, oh, do I get the shirt? And I I did in the end. Yeah, good, good. Yeah, I think. Uh, well, I think it only adds to it. <laughs> it does. It's an ensemble. Um, <laughs> but no, gather round was great. I had such a good time. I mean, four games of football in three days was a lot of football. Yes. And my kids weren't happy by the last day because I dragged them to. Three of the four games as well, but no, it was great. And I, they'll, you know, they'll gather, thank you for it down the track, maybe. And Gather Rand will be here in Adelaide for the next three seasons as well. So yeah, now tell me from from being on the ground, is is that do you feel like that's a good thing? Uh, I didn't at first because I thought um, they deserve to spread it around to different cities, and selfishly, I'd like to go to a different city every year to go see it. Yep. Um, but to I, I like what Gil said about having to solidify the idea and really building it first before they move it so not rushing it yeah and it does it does make sense and obviously you know having it there for the next three years and the money that the south australian government are going to put into it as well show you know shows that they take it seriously and it's hopefully it can do great things for the state and for the game so yeah and they're already talking about games in the barossa next year and maybe like glenelg stadium or some some of the other smaller ones well, I like and I like the idea that hopefully this is really good for grassroots footy and it's putting money back into into local clubs and things like that. Yeah, Ho- hopefully it does have that knock on effect. Yeah, and um, you know Adelaide's not too far to get to from Victoria, whereas I think Perth would be a bit harder. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. But yeah, definitely build on the concept and move it around, like almost like the Olympics, have it every year, have a bidding system. Yeah, and move yeah, and move it around. I think that's a great idea. Mm. It's a few years away though. Yeah. Uh, but what we what we did get, Charlie, is uh, some new goal kicking records because we've got new venues that were held games. So I thought of to start course. off, um, I might tell you a little bit about some of the other goal kicking leaders at other venues. Yes, please. So there's a there's a great website, a, a football blog. I think it's called From the Hickey Stand. Yep, it has this great collection of all the record goalkeepers at different grounds. So here's, here's just some of them. All so right. leading leading goal kicker at uh, Docklands, but so the highest tallies in one game is what I'm talking about. Highest tallies in, in a single game, okay, at Docklands. Is that Mark uh, is La- it a... It's Mark Lacroix from West Coast Eagles. Kicked 12 really? against the Bombers, yeah. 
would not have ever guessed that. I was going to say, is it someone from St Kilda, Fraser Gehrig or something like that? But there no. you go. And then, I mean, obviously you've got Gary Ablett's the record holder at the MCG with 14, Tony Lockett at Moravan with 15, Gordon Coventry at Victoria Park with 17. Um, but there's a, there's a few obscure what's, ones you'd, you'd like. What's the record like, at the What's the record at the Junction Oval again, um, Timmy? Just remind uh, me of that one. Fred, Fred Fanning, he kicked 18. Oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah, yeah. No, in, sorry. In his, thank you. In his very last game, um, Billy <laughs> Brownless holds the record at the Gabba with 11. Peter Dacos holds the record at Carrara with 13. Um, you've got there's Jack. Few, it's it's interesting. There's a few names that you would not uh, associate with these grounds. Here's, here's a, a few good ones. Jack Rewalt holds the record at Sydney Showgrounds with 11. Stuart Lowe, Monica Oval with seven for the Saints. Uh, Kazali Stadium up there in Cairns. You've got Liam Picken with six for the Doggies. Oh, wow. You've got uh, you got Cozzy Pickett holds the record at Traeger Park with six. That was last year, wasn't it? It was. You've got Lockie Henderson who holds the record with five in Wellington in New Zealand. You've got four players who share the record at Jingwan Stadium over in China. Brandon Archie, Jade Gresham, Robbie Gray, and Justin Westhoff have all kicked three. Yep. Uh, Tim Membry holds a record with three at Riverway Stadium, which I think is Townsville. Um, and then you've got a few of those weird ones, like John Coleman holds a record at the Brisbane Exhibition Ground. Ted Witten and Jack McDonald hold the record for Yalorn with two goals. So there's a few strange yeah, ones as yeah. well. And uh, as we random talk- ones, and then you'd have you know your uh, East Melbourne um, cricket ground and all that sort of stuff. Dick, well Dick back Lee, in the day. yep, yeah, Dick Lee, Otto Landman, and Fred Parkinson with um, a few. Yes, <laughs> a few. <laughs> oh, and Ernie Lumsden and Cole Laidlaw. So it mustn't have been many many goals. No. Um. So as I get to those games, we'll talk about the who holds the goal kicking record at that ground now. Right. Well. Let's get stuck into it, shall we? We shall, yeah. So let's talk about the first game, which was a uh, Friday night. Thursday uh, night. Free. Sorry. Thursday night, Adelaide Carlton. <gasps> Let me. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, that first game Thursday night. You're right, Adelaide Carlton at uh, Adelaide Oval. Carlton still winless at Adelaide Oval as well, in the yes. AFL era. Um. I don't know if you watched much of this game. I didn't either, but I've read a little bit about it. The Crows had eight individual goal kickers in the first quarter. Not a record. Yeah. Pretty good. Impressive, but not a record. The record is 10. Uh, Melbourne, Adelaide, and Essendon, Essendon have all had teams or players do that. Thanks for history. Um, I don't know. There was a seat, there was a um, passage of play where Jack Silvani had to race to the goal line to try to save a goal. Very reminiscent yep. of his dad doing, against, doing that against Essendon in the 93 grand final. Yeah, and finally, there's a bit of a uh, bit of a curse happening at the moment. Every team that's beaten North Melbourne has then gone on to lose the week after. So Carlton falling for that. Ah, oh, okay. There you go. Maybe we, maybe we track that. We better track that. Yeah, we'll have to watch out for Brisbane next week. Uh so the next game was on Friday, and it was Frio versus the Suns. Now, Timmy, you were at this game. I was. So this game was at Norwood Oval, which was a it's a fun old ground. Um, and we got in and we sat, I sat opposite the ter- nice terrace building. So we were actually sitting, I, I, I joined the Fremantle cheer squad for the game. Nice. I sat down, I had to ask for permission. They're like, oh no, you can stay here. And they actually handed me a flag and said, Joy, you can wave this for us today. 
So I joined in with their cheers and I waved their flag, even though I was technically, I guess I was going for the Suns. Um, I was cheering and chanting for Fremantle. Yeah, fantastic. And they got up and won. Yeah, um, the cheers God would have been pretty happy about that final result, wouldn't they? They were. They were a bit um, bit rowdy to start with because they didn't get the best start. Um, But they came home strong in the second half. Sonny Walters with four goals is now the um, leading goal kicker at Norwood Oval in terms of most kicked at that ground, most most in yeah. a game with four. Nice. Um, but yeah, no, it's just a shout out to the Frio fans who were there and you know took care of us, which was was good. Um, and because we were behind the goals and there was no seating, anytime someone would line up for a shot on goal, everyone would crowd to try and grab and take the ball and catch the ball as it came in. So that was like a great game, was, Jack in the pack. It was. It was very annoying though. <laughs> I'm not surprised. And there were would have been a fair few goals kicked. Mm. Well. Kept happening. Yes. Um anything anything interesting history wise out of that one apart from no, no, just, just, just being the Tony Walters well, is what I have for that game, yeah. Yeah. Well then let's let's go to uh Richmond, Sydney. And Sydney have uh bounced back very well from last week. It was the two hundredth meeting between these two teams in, in the AFL VFL. Hmm. The overall record is um, Richmond have won 109, Sydney have won 90, and there's been one draw. That's actually really even. Yeah, not, not too bad. Um, so Papley kicked six second-half goals after none at all in the first half, which is has been done before. Yeah. And Jack Rewalt uh, now has 24 games kicking four or more goals outside of Victoria, which surpasses Jason Dunstall, who was, who was also on 23 with him. Really? Okay. Wow. So a bit of a technical one there, but yeah, that was good. Um, okay, so that takes us to Saturday where we had, as we just sort of mentioned, the Brisbane North Melbourne game. Yeah, so I caught uh, the I, I caught the bus out to Mount no, I drove to Mount Barker and then caught a, a link bus because this ground is in the middle of nowhere. Oh really? Was, yeah, middle of nowhere, a bit like Casey Fields. I reckon I was on the first bus there as well. So we got there quite early in the morning to explore and buy some merch. That's where I got got my shirt from. We explored a bit, um, then got some good seats. As, well, it rained before and after, but not during the game. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Um, the game was a scoregami game, so 152 to 77. That combination of scores has never happened before. Absolute shellacking the, the uh, Lions gave the Kangaroos. Yes. Um, Joe Danaher with five goals holds the Mount Barker record with five. Um, yeah. Nick Larkey kicked one goal, so he has 22 straight games without a miss now. Oh, 22 straight goals, not games, goals. Um, so chasing Lockett and Bruce on 29 still. Yep. And Sheasel is now up to 158 disposals, a record since 1965. Yep. Still so, th- oh, yeah, we still, yep. So I'm still keep tracking that. From last week. Yeah, I'm still I'm still pretty sure Hayden Bunton's probably got him there. Although if he keeps going at this rate, he might, you know. It's pretty impressive. Yeah, it's very impressive. Incredibly impressive. Um and then on to the next game, which was uh Essendon Melbourne. Just before I do, the Lions should lose next week based on that North Melbourne yes. curse as well. Yeah, yeah, based yeah, based on that, yeah. Um so yeah, Essendon Melbourne and mate, we, we had a bit of a bet on this game and I, I Went went into it feeling pretty confident that uh 
that I would have a nice bottle of red to celebrate with. And I know uh, I was even I was thinking which uh, which winery here in Adelaide in South Australia would I get you wine from? But I don't need to now. I got some coming no, my you way. Certainly don't. I need to find I need to find you a nice bottle. But it was a very uh, a a a very complete game of football by Essendon this one, and you we put us away. I was pl- very pleased with it. Um, I'm quite happy that Brad Scott came out and said, "Don't get overexcited, Bombers fans. Like this is part of the yeah. journey. We're building for the future. We'll keep playing what, what we we'll keep doing what we're doing, but you know, don't get overexcited, which is good. Keep, yeah. keep it realistic because there's been many false dawns in the last twenty years. Yeah, first first win over the D since 2019, and uh, Fritch has uh, now kicked goals in the last 33 games. Yeah, got got away to a good start, but then uh, obviously didn't continue it. But yeah, good one that one. Any anything else interesting from that one? In terms no, of just, a, just a just 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 pride. Just just pride, absolutely just pride in the performance. And then following on that game at the same ground uh, was our Port Adelaide Western Bulldogs. Yeah, so two weeks in a row, the doggies have played in kind of pouring rain. It was bucketing over here. All mm. kind of all a Saturday night into the Sunday. Um, I haven't got too much from this. I'm just pondering: is this the first time both Adelaide teams have won in Adelaide on the same weekend? It probably is. Well, it'd almost have to be, wouldn't it? I don't think they've ever played the same weekend, so, unless yeah. they're playing each other, which is means it's impossible for them both to win. So mm. yeah. exactly one. I remember there was a there was a year in the finals where Fremantle and West Coast both played game finals in. Perth, but I don't know. I don't think Adelaide's ever, that's ever happened in Adelaide, so I, I reckon it probably is. Interesting, yeah. Yeah. Um, so that takes us on to Sunday, which the first game was Geelong West Coast, and uh, West Coast managed to uh, to kick a few late goals to make the scoreline look a lot better than it could have. Oh well, I'll tell you what. A few minutes into the third quarter, I I thought it was going to be a hundred point something. It was yeah. looking pretty ugly, and the, the Eagles, to their credit. Dug in. Um, in this game, we had five players kick four goals. Hawkins, Close, Cameron from the Cats, Oscar Allen and Jake Waterman from the Eagles. The last time this happened was round three, 2012, Geelong versus North Melbourne. Would you like to know the players who kicked the goals then? I would. It was Ryan Bastanak, Aaron Edwards and Jack Zebel uh, for the Kangaroos and Tom Hawkins and James Podziadley for the Cats. Actually, Pods oh, kicked wow. five and, and the Roos won that game. Yeah. So Hawks done it twice. There you go. He has, and our Dangerfield has these now played the same amount of games for the Crows and for the Cats, one hundred and fifty-four. Oh wow! Yeah, wow. There you yeah. go. Yeah. Um, and then we move on to the Hawthorne Giants game, which was a very close game. It was. We tried to watch this on our phones while we were while it was half time at the um St Kilda Collingwood game. I think it was finishing. Just because he hadn't had enough footy. Yeah, yeah. Because while well, the yeah. people behind me were like, "Oh, this is happening over at Norwood Oval," so I had to tune in. Um, so number one draft pick Aaron Cadman made his debut, and he kicked the goal with his first kick, joining other number one picks as in uh, Jason Horn, Francis, Cam Rayner, Jonathan Patton, and Matthew Cruiser to do the same thing: first kick, first goal. Okay, that's actually more than I would have imagined. Yeah, I know. Me too. Yeah. Um, and. It is the seventh match in AFL VFL history to finish with a scoreline of seventy-seven to seventy-five, and Hawthorne have lost three of those. Really? Yeah, to St Kilda in nineteen seventy-one, to Essendon in two thousand and five, and now to GWS. All at different there grounds. You go. 
And there you go. And the final game of the round was Collingwood versus Kilda. Probably what you would have thought going into the round would have been the match of the round. Um, and it was a it was pretty, a dour affair. Yeah. Um, St Kilda. I was trying to think. I was trying to think of a nice way to say that, but yeah, dour is right. Yeah. No, it was very defensive. Um, two very hard teams, and both played like it was good. It was just hard, just slow. Like there wasn't high scoring. It was locked down, lots of pressure. Um, Collingwood kicked away in the last quarter, and the Saints just kicked point after point after point, and then slammed on three quick goals in the last three minutes. And they kicked a goal. They had a minute, I think, or minute twenty to kick a goal to level the scores, and that got the crowd back up into it. So a good, good fight back by the Saints, not giving up. Yeah, um, but just couldn't get it done in the end. And one thing else that happened before the game was an official apology from Collingwood to Nicky Winmar and Gilbert McAdam. Yes. Um, from the 1993 game at Victoria Park, which the reason they did it is because, well, today actually now on April 17 is 30 years since it happened. It's a, it's a, uh, I guess it's an interesting one because it's a, it's a nice moment to have an official apology. Yeah. But it's, Seems far too long in the making. It does. Um, but it's probably part of the do better report as well. Yeah. And so it's better but, better to have it done than not done. We exactly yeah, exactly. And you, you ne- you're never gonna come down on someone for doing the right thing. It's just a bit of a shame that it's taken so long and the people who are actually involved in it have absolutely nothing to do with it anymore. So yeah. people apologizing on others' behalf. Yeah. Um yeah. but we can. We just keep, as you just said, you know, came in the do better report. We just keep on trying to do better. Yep. Um, all right. So to, to round out round five, gather round. Cole's goals winner for the round was Brisbane with twenty two goals. Of course, nice big score. The overall leader for Cole's goals, that being the most goals kicked, is still Melbourne with eighty one. But the uh, you got the you got the Crows six behind on seventy five. And the Cats also on 75. So there's a few teams coming behind you there. Collingwood's dropped away after their score as well. Um, And one other thing I've just noticed about this gather round was, I'm just looking on the useless AFL stats site here. Adelaide Oval now can claim the record for most goals at a ground in one round. So 153 goals were kicked at Adelaide Oval this weekend. Unsurprising. How many games were at Adelaide Oval? Five? Uh, one, two, six. Six. Yeah. 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 So. Not surprising. You're going you're gonna to get it done, aren't you? Um, so let's look ahead to round six then, Charlie. Let's look ahead. Okay. So we've got um, three- obviously a couple of very big games. Yep, so three past grand final matchups. And it's also Anzac round. Yes. And there's always medals handed out for Anzac round linking back to past past players or past officials who have fought and died in the war. And those seem to change all the time. So I, I'm not exactly sure who's is who's at the moment. Yeah. Um, I know, so free, I think the first game is Fremantle Bulldogs. Am I right? Fremantle Bulldogs on Friday night, yes. Yeah, because because Fremantle always have something that they hand out. I'm not sure what it is. That's um, over, that's over in Perth. That game. 
Yep. Okay. Then what else we got? Then we've got on Saturday we've got uh Port Adelaide and West Coast at Adelaide Oval. Now they, I know in the past Port Adelaide have done the Peter Badco VC medal for best on ground. I'm not sure if they're doing it this time. We'll see. Um, then we've got um, GWS and Brisbane at uh, Monica, I think it is. Okay. Yep. Is that right? Yeah, Monica. Yep. Yeah. Would you like to know who holds the record for goals kicked at Monica Oval? Did you just tell I, us before? No, I did. Yeah. Stuart Lowe. Yeah. Stuart Lowe. Yeah, you did. Playing for St Kilda. Yes. Yeah. Maybe maybe um, Joe Danaher or someone can try and break it this week. How many? Yeah. What do they need? About six, right? Yeah. Um, no, he need, they need then, eight. The record seven. Eight. Oh, geez, that's big. Okay. Uh, then the the Saturday night game at GMHBA is Geelong versus Sydney, and there's a grand final rematch. Grand final rematches. Yes. I also believe the flag is being hoisted. Officially hoisting the flag. Geez, that just that's rubbing souls in the wound, isn't it? Waiting until round six to do it against the I team think, you beat. Yeah, I think it's their first. Is it the Cats' first home game at Cardinia? I don't, I don't know. know. I don't think they've actually played there this season. Because round one, they played at the MCG against Collingwood. Round two, they played at the MCG against Carlton. Round three, they lost to the Gold Coast. Round four, they beat the Hawks at the MCG. Yes, yeah, their first game at the Cardinia. Uh, well, so that, that's why. So I I think, would Joel Selwood be the one who's hoisting it? You'd, you'd think? It makes sense, wouldn't it? I mean, the president's wife, maybe. We can hope. <laughs> Link it back. Mm. And the other thing yes. I've, other thing I've noticed is the Cats have got a special jumper for Anzac Miranda, as many clubs do, um, and I'm sure more will get released as the week goes by. But on the back of it, they've got a list of some of the players who um, gave their lives for the country. No, that is a very, very nice uh, thing that a lot of clubs have done in the past. I think it's a really good, yeah, it's a nice, nice thing to link it in for yeah. sure. Um, so that takes us to the Sunday where we've got Hawthorne versus Adelaide. Yep. May, in the past, I mean, Alec Campbell Cup or the Frank McDonald medal, maybe one of those. Mm-hmm. The Hawks have also got a special jumper where they've got a digger, like a, a solemn digger with his head down and holding his bayonet at the ground as part of their vertical stripe. In the stripe, yeah. Yeah, which is quite nice. Um, that's that's down in Tassie. And we've got uh, Carlton St Kilda at Marvel Sunday afternoon. This is and this is one of the most lopsided team versus team records in the league. Is it? Carlton have won one hundred and sixty four. St Kilda have won fifty eight, and there's been two draws. Wow. Yeah, I mean, I guess a lot of a lot of that early days, um, where St Kilda were terrible. Yeah. Yep. Very interesting. Hundred. Yeah. Wow. There you go. Um, and then the last game on Sunday afternoon is Gold Coast versus North Melbourne. Yeah, so Todd Goldstein playing his 300th game. He'll become the sixth player to do that after Mar- after Brent Harvey, Drew Petrie, Glenn Archer, Wayne Schimmelbush, and Adam Simpson. It's quite a few. Yeah. For a single club, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I, we would have seen all except for Wayne Schimmelbush play as well. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So that and then that gets us into our Anzac games. The last two games of the round, we've got Anzac Eve at the G, Melbourne versus Richmond. Are you going? I will be there absolutely. Yeah. And one one fun fact I always like about this game, Charlie, is in nineteen fifteen, the day before the Anzac Cove invasion started, 
Richmond and Melbourne played a game yeah. coincidentally. Yeah. Um, the D's winning that game by nine points back in 1915. It's nice to, um, it's nice that connection. It's nice that they've, they've managed that. And it's a, it's a fantastic game the way they do the, you know, the, the lights and, and everything, you know, it's, yeah, it's, it's a special, special thing to be able to do. And, and then, the, uh, and then the winner getting the Frank Checker Hughes medal. Yes. Massive figure at both clubs. Yeah. Pre- premiership coach at both clubs. Yeah. Yep. And and Melbourne's also got their Bluey Truscott jumper, which I quite like as well. Yeah, which is fantastic for the if you don't know, Bluey Truscott was a World War II fighter pilot. Um, and so the Melbourne jumper has a plane flight in the blue flying up the center yeah. of, of the jumper. Yeah. Um, and um do you remember that comeback? He came back and played one game in like nineteen forty two when he was on leave. And yes. he put on quite a bit of weight, but I think they were playing Collingwood and they allowed him, someone allowed him to kick a goal and Yeah, yeah. He basically he got he got a little cherry right in the goal square or something, kicked a goal, got a massive standing ovation, didn't he? And then went back yeah. overseas and, and um was killed in action. Well, wasn't he killed in the test flight off the coast of Perth? He wasn't in it wasn't in action. Right. Yeah, Sorry, but, it was better killed killed in in service. Yeah. yeah, that was the last game he played. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then we've got the I, I guess the centerpiece of the Anzac Day game, the Anzac Round. Yes. Um, Collingwood versus Essendon at the MCG. This is the first time since the year two thousand that both teams will be in the top four for this game. Since two thousand. Yeah, it's been a long time. Wow. So I was just checking. You're absolutely right. He died. He died off the coast of Exmouth. Yeah. In, um, in, w- in Western Australia. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, that's um, it's always a big game and a lot of a lot of times taken. I know. I'm assuming probably very similar with Essendon, but I know um, at Collingwood they really go into the history of the club and and the people who fought in the war and. I mean, most people would have heard the story of the lucky shoe, uh, the horseshoe that was sent back to the club. Harold Romney, was it? I think so. Yeah, but yeah. There's a lot of a lot of um, history with all with all these clubs, all of our you know original clubs, um, with players who fought in the wars. But it's a it's a special thing to be able to link it back to those people. And there's that great book by Bob Cullen, I think it was Harder Than Football, which documents yes. every single player who served in not just World War One and Two, but the Vietnam War and I think the Ball War and quite a few different wars. Um, just on the Essendon Collingwood thing, um, one thing I always think about is that Collingwood and Essendon actually have a rivalry. I don't really think we do. We play in this one big game a year, but we don't really have a rivalry. It's been very one-sided as well. There haven't there haven't been many um big moments where you you guys have clashed. There's nothing you can sort of link, you know, no no uh yeah, no like big fights or anything like that between None the two recently. Clubs. I mean they played three grand finals against each other, nineteen oh one, nineteen oh two, and nineteen ninety. Yeah. So nothing recent, really recent. I no. don't think it's I don't think it's really a rivalry. No, I mean, but the the what the only thing that sort of leans in its favour is this game is always well, generally a very good game, no matter where both clubs are sitting on the ladder. Yeah, it seems to be a close in like it's always a good game to watch. Yeah, generally. Yeah. So, um, 
Yeah, no, it's, yeah. I guess you know, there. I mean, there's rivalry between every club, especially two, two, two of our original clubs. So, yeah, true, but I don't think it's a big rivalry these days. No. Like it's a fixture, but it's not a big rivalry. Like I, I can't imagine Collingwood have, especially recently, been threatened by Essendon, so it's not really <laughs> anything like that. Um, to, so Essendon's jumper, they've got a instead of the stash, they've got a stream of poppies coming up and down on their chest. Yes. Um, and Collingwood in the white panels on their jumper have like sprigs of something, rosemary maybe. Ro- rosemary, yeah, yeah, would be very very subtle. Um, yeah. And I also want to quickly highlight an Essendon player named Matthew Banks. He played in 1997-1998. He has the distinction of playing in two Anzac Day clashes despite only playing three senior games. Really? He made his, de- that made his debut in 97, played on Sab Rocker, played against the Crows two weeks later. Then in 98, he played his final game in another Anzac Day game where he injured his shoulder and never played for the Bombers again. The Bombers lost both of those games. There you go, Matthew that's, Banks. Yeah, that's very unheard of. Hmm. But yeah, we might. Um, if there's any more cool jumpers, we might mention those next week, Charlie. Absolutely, I'm sure there will be. There's all. They always do some interesting things. It's nice, you know, when it's when it links in like that, and you've got an opportunity to to do something interesting. I like that we do that with our jumpers. It's good, and we and we can highlight the uh, the medals next week when that becomes a bit clearer as well. When we know. When we know for sure, yeah. but yeah, so so there's gather round for us indeed. Um, so to play us out, let, let's play the uh, the football song by the Fable Singers. This is one that we've used in our actual kick to kick episodes, year by year episodes, but we'll play the whole thing. Yes, beautiful. Well, until uh, until after Anzac, the Anzac round goes, hooroo.
Thanks for listening to the Kick to Kick podcast present Backward in Coming Forward. You can find all our old episodes wherever you get your good podcasts. If you want to get in contact with us, our email address is kicktokickpodcast at gmail.com. On social media, we have Twitter at kicktokickpod or on Facebook. Or you can find us on Instagram at backwards and coming forward. For a full list of our resources and what we use in this show, go to our website, which is kicktokick.podbean.com. Thanks very much for listening. <laughs>